All right, brothers, welcome back to another episode of Porn and the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and I wanted to talk to you this morning, because it is morning, about something that I've been thinking about uh, over the past several days. And I've been in Psalm 84 just devotionally, and uh, you know, I, I thought this was um, very, very clear here and had me start thinking because you know, and I've and I've said it on this podcast before, but I want you to remember. And if you haven't heard this before, maybe it's the first time. I want you to remember and you to know as a man that, like, your greatest good is not to be done with porn, right? Like, pornography is not this end all be all. Uh, goal of getting rid of it. Yes, it's painful right now. I know it's painful, and I know it is um, keeping you from a true walk with the Lord. I know it's keeping you disconnected from the power of His Spirit. I know it's keeping you, um, you know, wounded and uh, in a weak marriage. Like if you're a married man listening to this. Um, it absolutely is uh, wreaking all kind of havoc in your marriage, whether you know it or not. I mean, I, I understand these problems, but that is not the end all be all. Like what we want, like I believe, it's my belief that every man that is a follower of Christ is created for a greater purpose than just to live the normal everyday life. And and you, I want you to see this. Like so, um, I, I have a I have a friend of mine who was out in Vegas at a conference this past week, and uh, this brother is growing and expanding, and you know uh, he is he is uh, he knows that there's a bigger purpose even for the conference that he was at, and so. He's been praying about it and praying about it, and he had the opportunity actually to stand up and speak at the conference on two different occasions, one for about 15 minutes and the other uh, for about 45 minutes. And he was asking um, our brotherhood, uh, some of our friends, to pray for him and that, that he would be bold in his witness. And so we were praying for him. And uh, that, I mean, he had the opportunity. And so yesterday he... Um, Man, he he declared and shared boldly for the Lord, boldly um, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, there were uh, probably about a thousand men at the conference. And and afterwards, a man came up to him at the conference. Uh, they were backstage, and this man gave his uh, life to the Lord. And but it was just. He was prepared for that moment, and he sees like this. This person, this friend of mine, is very, very successful in business, which is great. But he doesn't see business as his end all be all. That it's just a vehicle for him to use the talents and the gifts of God. It's 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 an opportunity for him to grow and expand and to learn more and grow more. And and yes, his influence is growing as he's leading more and more and more people. But this is, this is what God does. This is what God does. He, he takes our, um, he takes our life and he uses it for his glory, but we'll never know this if we just continue to struggle in the pit of porn. And so 
I want to share with you some passages this morning that stuck out to me just as I was reading Psalm 84, and I'm going to start in verse 7. I'm only going to read, well, I'm going to read more than that, but I'm going to read this verse in, in verse 7. I'm going to tell you my thought process and why I think it's important for you as a brother of Christ and as a brother in Christ. Psalm 84, this is talking about spending time with the Lord in his tabernacle, just worshiping and praising God. And, and the, the focus is as a gathered assembly together, how precious it is to worship together. But then he even goes on and speaks individually um, as, as, a, as a person. So this is verse 7. It says, they go from strength to strength. Like each one appears before Zion. So what's the context here? Psalm 84, it says, verse 5 says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways of Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before Zion. So the whole point is, Blessed are those whose strength is in you. They go from strength to strength. Like even in a desolate place, even in the wilderness, like you're our strength. You're our strength. And in this life, brother, we have the opportunity to go from strength to strength. And so this is what Spurgeon said. He said, we grow as we advance if heaven is our goal. If we spend our strength in God's ways, we will find it to increase. And so my question for you is, is your spiritual life increasing and growing and expanding? Because that is the point. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. Brighter and brighter, strength to strength. And I fear that the men, and I know this was true of me, and I would have glimpses of growing, but then I would always be shrinking back. And I was thinking about like this endurance that, God calls us to in this life because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. And I was just thinking about a race, like, and, and the Hebrew writer compares it to a race. We've got to finish the race. And so many men are not racing. They're running on a treadmill. So when I travel, if I'm in a hotel and I need to run, I need to exercise that day, then, then I'll go downstairs and hop on a treadmill, but where do I go? I don't go anywhere. I stay in the same place for miles. And some of you listening have stayed spiritually in the same place for years, running on the treadmill, in the circle of insanity, coming back to the back to porn over and over and over. And brother, we will not grow. We will not go from strength to strength. But God's purpose is, like his desire is, is as like that we would grow. And so Isaiah 40 says, even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
Second Corinthians three seventeen through 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we know that there's freedom. There's, we know that there's freedom when we have the Spirit of the Lord and we're walking in His Spirit. In verse 18, he says, And we all, with unveiled face, so in the New Testament we have an unveiled face, right? We're not like Moses who had to cover his face. We all with all we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So what does this mean? It means that as we behold the glory of the Lord. Now, where do we behold the glory of the Lord? We behold it in the face of Jesus Christ. We behold it in the gospel. And so if I'm intently looking and hoping and trusting and believing and remembering and preaching the gospel to myself over and over and over and over again, guess what? There is freedom. And not only is there freedom, there's transformation. We don't stay the same person. We don't stay in the same image. We go from one degree of glory to the next. On the last episode, I talked about Gideon. Gideon did not stay the same person when he beheld the angel of the Lord, the Lord himself. He was hiding. As a matter of fact, all of Israel was hiding in the caves when God came and met Gideon. And at the end of chapter 7, what are they doing? They are routing the enemy. So chapter 6 to chapter 7, he completely changed. But there was a testing. There was a period of doubt. There was uh, ripping down the idols that his father had built in their home. So what I want you to see and what I hope you want is I hope that you want growth and expansion because this is what I want. I don't want to stay the same person. Strength to strength, brighter and brighter, not growing weary, not growing faint, having endurance to run steadfastness from one degree of glory to the next. And then we have in Romans 8, 28 and 29. We know this passage very well, but I want you to see something. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that we might be the firstborn, firstborn among many brothers. So we're being conformed to the image of a son. This means we don't stay the same. Praise the Lord, we don't stay the same. Praise God that he doesn't leave us where he finds us. But brothers, we have to give ourselves to this. Like There are practical things that you and I must do. We must seek and knock and ask. Like I want to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I don't just want to be free from pornography. Again, that is the smallest, littlest thing. I know it is a huge problem in your life right now, but it can't stay that way. We are on a never-ending quest to become men of valor in the eyes of the Lord. 
I'm not concerned with what the rest of the world thinks about me. I'm concerned with the Lord. Like I'm concerned with honoring and pleasing the Lord and growing and beholding the beholding the face beholding the glory of the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm concerned about because I know when that happens, then I'm going to be on mission with God and my life will have purpose. My life will have purpose, whether it's in huge ways, like my friend who spoke in front of, uh, th- you know, a thousand men at this conference, or whether it's in private one-on-one conversations where the Lord leads you to a brother and you have the opportunity just to encourage and uplift one brother in Christ who's struggling. Like this is our never ending quest. And it's not about more money or more status or more political freedoms. It's complete freedom in Christ and, and, and the freedom of many brothers. This is not all about you. As, as I pursue the glory of God, I find that I'm on the path of righteousness with light all around, right? There's no hiding. There's no fear. There's only sun and shield. And in the light, the Lord bestows favor and honor, and he does not withhold his good things. And so this is what the rest of the passage says. It says, O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Is that your desire? Brother, I hope it is. And I hope that if it's not right now, that it will become your desire. Why? Why would why would the psalmist rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness? Do you know why? Because his joy and satisfaction is there. It's not in his status. It's not in social media. It's not in food. It's not in a better job. And I'm not, listen, there's nothing wrong with great professions. There's nothing wrong with making tremendous amounts of money for the glory of God. I was talking to my son yesterday. We were at, um, we went to a football game with him. So we went down to Auburn and uh, we're hanging out with him and we were just talking. Yeah, of course, he's a junior in college. And so he's thinking about professions. He's studying engineering and we're just talking about money and possessions. And, uh, you know, he's (laughs) to to me at his age, at 20 years old, he's well-grounded and I'm thankful for that. I wasn't well-grounded at 20 and we're just talking about he remembers our, our pastor um, back in the day, David Platt, talking about, I think it was John Wesley or somebody like that who earned a certain amount of money and gave everything else away. He's, he, he, he was convicted by the Lord and said, hey, I'm going to earn this amount and anything above that I'm going to give away. And and guess what? He continued to grow and grow and grow in what, what he earned, and he continued to give more and more and more away. And then I told Grant of a friend of mine here who's a part of my small group of brothers, who's a tremendous earner, like tremendous earner. The Lord has, has 
blessed him in that. And he and his wife have set a limit. Like this is all we need to live on and everything else we're giving away. And it's not to his glory. Let's praise God. Like he knows they, they talk about where this is going, where the money's going and everything is going to be channeled and funneled through them for the glory of God and for the good of other people. So I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk, who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Like it's the Lord that bestows favor and honor. It's the one, he is the one who give good, who gives good things to his people, to his children, to the men, the men who desire his good things. So if, if there's anything that I want this podcast to remind you of, it's that Apart from joy in Christ, you are going to struggle in life. You're going to struggle with purpose. You're going to struggle with, like, what does God want for my life? And no matter how much money you amass, no, ma no, matter, no, ma no matter what kind of status you have, none of that matters. And then if you find your joy and satisfaction in him, guess what? you'll find that he gives you all good things. He doesn't withhold anything from you. So there's this interesting passage that I love, Luke eleven thirteen, because Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. And he says, if you then, who are evil, right? So we've got sin in us, know how to give good gifts to your children, which I do. It was funny yesterday at the game, Grant was like, I'd really like one of these so-and-so lemonades, one of these Auburn lemonades. I don't know, is it some lemonade at the local drugstore? <laughs> so we walked in there, and and uh, it was just a small thing, but we were standing there, and he goes, yeah, I think I'm going to get this. I, he's like, do you want anything? I said, no, I'm, I'm good. And Allison didn't want anything, so we were just like, we'll just hang out over here. And he goes, uh, Dad, can I, can I have your debit card? <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 sure. I mean – what was mine is his. My bank account is his bank account. It doesn't matter to me. And so I was like, oh, yeah, 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 here, here. And I gave him my debit card. I know how to give good gifts to my son, even just a small refreshing lemonade. And I'm evil. Like, I, I have sin in me, but God does not. How much more will the Heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Now, the same passage in Matthew is recorded, give good gifts, but here it's give the Holy Spirit. And so the greatest gift God desires to give you, brother, to walk in purity, to walk in holiness, is his Spirit. And so I love what Spurgeon says here. He says, talking about this passage from Psalm, which the Lord doesn't withhold any good thing from those whose walk is upright. He says, there is no good apart from God, and there is no good which he either needs to keep back or will 
on any account refuse us if we are but ready to receive it. We must be upright, and we neither lean to this or that form of evil. And this uprightness must be practical. We must walk in truth and holiness. Then we will be heirs of all things. And meanwhile, according to our capacity for receiving, shall be the measure of the divine bestowal. So, essentially what he's saying, if you don't really understand exactly like Spurgeon taught, what he's saying is, God will give us all good things according, according, if we're like, if we're ready to receive it, according to the measure that we're ready to receive it. And so if you and I are seeking after the Lord, then guess what? Then we, you and I will say it's better just to have a glimpse and be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord and to catch glimpses of him than to dwell in these rich tents of the wicked. Like that's what we want. And so I just had some thoughts down at the, at the end of my quiet time this morning. And these are for you, brother. So these are, this is like a, not a, it's kind of like three stages, I guess, is what I kind of see it as. So the first stage is perception precedes purity. So in order to desire holiness, practical holiness, and walk in holiness, which is what we want, we have to, there has to be some spiritual perception. What this means to me is we must know God. When we sin, it's just proof that we don't fully know him as our true satisfaction. And so, man, I can see this all throughout my life. And, and I praise God, like I'm not perfect and I'm never not, I will never say that, but I will tell you the more we desire to know God and to see God, he will reveal himself to us. And that's when his word becomes precious. And when his word becomes precious, then we desire to walk in purity and holiness. So that's the first stage. Perception precedes purity. And then purity precedes possession. And so what I mean by that is as we walk in holiness, as we walk in practical holiness, then what happens is Christ becomes our possession, our greatest possession. And the promises of God are ours. And so we can go into the word, we can dive into the word and pray the very Precious promises back to God. We can read the psalm. Like, why am I, lo I lo I'm just loving the psalms. I'm loving my time in the psalms. And the only reason I am is because man, I just, I feel like the pleasure of God. When I read these promises of God, they apply to me as well, just as they did to the psalmist. And I can see what a man looks like who earnestly desires to walk with the Lord, who's not perfect, but desires to walk with the Lord. And so purity precedes possession. So this is about obedience, and the possession is greater faith and greater trust in God. Even in our passage in Psalm 84, it says it ends with, blessed is the one who trusts in you. And so if I want to trust God more, that means I'm going to possess him more. Like I want to believe more and more of his promises, and then that increases my faith, increases my trust, increases my 
obedience, and then possession. So this is the third stage in the last one. Possession precedes power. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, as I possess greater and greater faith and trust in God, guess what? My eyes are open to the true purpose of my life. Like, And I get to go on mission with God day after day after day. And I'm not in, caught up in the rat race and I'm not freaking out because something's happened in the world. I'm not like my life is not swayed by the news on the media unless it's swayed to pray for the good of our country, the good of our fellow brothers. Don't you want to go on mission with God? Don't you want to have a greater purpose? Well, brother, I can tell you step one is seek the face of God, like seek and call out to him. Pray and beg for joy in him. That's a great way to start. Pray and beg for joy in him because that is a promise that he will give you. He will give you anything that you ask according to his father's will. And finding joy in him is 100% according to his will. So pray for it. Pray for it and you will receive it. Believe it. Have faith in it. Seek it daily. Make it your daily obsession. Make it your daily addiction to seek the Lord. Seek his face and you will find it. And when you find that, like that perception will lead to your purity, brother. And that purity will lead to possession of greater and greater faith in him. And that possession, that possession of greater faith will lead to power in your life. We're not after being done with porn. We're after falling madly in love with Christ and having power in our life to walk according to his ways. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Like our life is about fruit. Our life is about making disciples who make disciples. All right, brothers, that is it. That's going to be our time today, I've recorded my screen. So I've got my screen on my iPad that I've been looking at as I've been uh, recording this podcast. So if you want to check that out, go to uh, the YouTube channel, Natural Porn Killers, and you can see that. And I'll be back in, probably in another week with a new episode of Porn and the Gospel.